podcast fans around the world, welcome to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Wow, I hope we live up to that intro. That was yeah. nice. Thank you, producer Mr. E. Thank you, thank you. Better keep that energy every time or you're fired. Gotcha. <laughs> Do you guys know why Pluto was demoted from planet status? Oh my, are you getting into this? Because I, I do. I have opinions on this. All right, hit me. Why was it demoted? Well, it was, it was demoted dem- in 2006. In, a, in an eggshell, here's why it was demoted. It was demoted because if Pluto was a planet, then this solar system has probably like 20 planets, something like that. Even though, yes, it is the largest what Oort object or the Kuiper Belt object, whatever the fuck object it is out there, it's one of the largest ones we found. There's other ones out there. We can only detect like... A fraction of them. It's crazy. It's hard to... We're still debating if there's the ninth real planet out there affecting certain, you know, gravitational things. Very true. So you think we're going to find all the little icy planet little crap toids in there? Okay. So I totally agree with it, but I've seen people talking about why it should be a planet again. But I didn't read those articles. So, uh, yeah, no, this is not one of those crackpot articles. Okay. Uh, this is about a new dwarf planet, which is what Pluto was demoted to. Oh, yeah. So they're known as dwarf planets. And uh, like you said, if we consider Pluto a planet, then we would have to consider these other dwarf planets in our solar system planets as well. Mm. And since we don't know how many of them there are out there, we just kind of redefine the term planet. Planet, dwarf and planet. And now we have officially found uh, our next smallest dwarf planet oh yeah the smallest one but big enough to be a, a dwarf planet i like that dwarfier <laughs> dwarfier yes <laughs> sounds like a world of warcraft something like dwarfier ah, the planet of dwarfier no one goes there ever since <laughs> it happened the plague that, I mean, that's it. Like, what, other, what other legends do you want? The plague. Like, no one knows about it. They all died. I was really interested. Uh, give me more. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can no, talk no, no, about no. the plague right. if so, you want. I'm so this fear. new dwarf planet okay. is called Hygieia. Oh. I think I'm We were close. Right. Oh, a, yeah, you're not far off. <laughs> Fuck. And it's nestled in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Mars and Jupiter. What's that called? I don't know if you know, because I feel like that is, remember I was saying like the Oort Belt or the Kuiper something? The old the old Max would know. Agreed. I used to be smarter. Yeah. yeah. Especially with astro astronomics. Well, we haven't done the show in a long time. Like True Every fast. time we do the show, I don't mean to do it. The Kuiper always, Belt. Hey, there you I go. I told you it was a Kuiper Belt. It's, yeah. it's a Kuiper Belt object, because those are the ones that are beyond basically the solar system. It is the largest and most massive member of the Kuiper Belt. Ooh. The Pluto is? Yep. Yeah. So that we know of. I wouldn't be surprised if there's bigger ones. but And so the uh, smallest, the guess how many, the you, know, you said uh, earlier your number was a bit high as far as the number of dwarf 20. planets out there. Yeah. So how many do you think we've discovered so far? So just dwarf planets. Well, the yep. fact that you said all that stuff means it must be, you said even the number was high. So I guess it would yep. say, I guess I would go 12. Okay. Mr. E, do you have a guess? Nine. Nine? The answer is five. Oh, man. Yeah, I was surprised to learn that, too. Super fucked up. Can we colonize these things and or name them and or buy them? We've you know absolute- how you can buy stars oh. and stuff? <laughs> you thought about that? Uh, I have not. Tried? Those are scams. You know that, right? Like, according well, to the UN, no one's allowed to lo- own moon territory or That is true. Space, I know. Like- but that's because it was written into some constitution or something, right? Or it written into something? I'm like, not sure. Because I, I feel like there was, at a time, someone realized, hey, I could just own the moon or like... Because I say so. Because no I say so or, 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 dish, yeah. or I'll just, uh, you know, um, what do you say, like requisition the You're application gonna... <laughs> for the uh, moon. Please, You're going to annex the moon? <laughs> yeah. 
or just submit submit the application. I'm sure much. some rogue country could, like North Korea, if it wanted to, but it'd have to get there first. So, eh, you know, right now it's all just on good faith because no one can reach it. I heard the I heard the flag on the moon's bleached. Oh, that makes sense from the yeah, side. Yeah, so it's all just white now. Okay, so these uh, five classified dwarf planets are named uh, Pluto, obviously. Dwarfier. Circes. Oh. I, I like this one. Game of Thrones. Make Make. Humea, Eris, and then what was it? Hygieia. Make Make. Uh, you make Makes Hawaii. <laughs> is it Make Make? Uh, yeah, that sounds <laughs> Hawaiian to me. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah. means the big planet. Make me. <laughs> the dwarf planet. Oh, yeah. That was my joke. I was like, should we be calling these little person planets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like this term. <laughs> yeah. It's microaggressive. You heard the right joke there. about the five midget planets that go into the solar system? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the bot didn't have much for a drink. He's like, too short. Or, or like, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, Wish I do more 1930s jokes or whatever. So something else I found interesting about this story was uh, what qualifies one of these astral bodies to be a dwarf dwarf planet. planet. Size, I'd imagine. Size is one of them. Um, Lack of atmosphere. I guess that's dumb. uh, Roundness. Uh, Ah, yeah, you need the gravity enough to do it. The mass of the object needs to be of a gravitational size to form itself. It cannot have been just two pieces mashed together. Do you know the Do you know the theory behind space time in a brief three second rant? The theory behind like space why gravity time. works, like space time and why gravity kind of works. There was a story on that I saw, but recently. But um, overall, nope. it's isn't it? No, I, I couldn't break it down. Because well, it's physics. a fabric. It's a fabric, basically, and that's yeah, why okay. gravity. Like, why does the moon go around the Earth? Is because the Earth is so heavy, it affects the fabric of space time. And so, if you imagine, if you will, a ball going into like a sheet that we're all holding, and it makes that weird bend. And then, if you put a ball in there, it would naturally just start spinning around because it's so massive. It's affecting the fabric of space time itself. And I haven't done. I wish this was a topic I researched. So let's go. Let's do this next week. But I almost did a, re, a topic on. They've they're starting to think that maybe space time is more of a bubbly universe instead of a fabric. I saw that headline. And as I well. and when I started looking into it, I didn't have enough time to research it because that would have, that would need hours, not the, the thirty minutes I gave myself, pretty much. So, but the idea of it being a bubbly universe is, is still it still would make sense where the the massive thing would go into the bubbles create this rift and then the moon would circle around that way and that is kind of what gravity is and that's why mass creates this effect on the fabric of the universe see like uh, back back to the dwarfs i'm sorry like because all the space stuff was making me think about i'm impressed thank that. you that was that was very interesting uh no that's it for the dwarf planets so oh, okay. uh good for the fifth smallest right? dwarf planet and they spouted it thanks to some big ass telescope here let me see uh, might as well give a shout out sorry also, I saw sorry that, mystery uh, <laughs> I need that button you can't do I it know. to yourself I, I gotta got, be the I, one I there did, to be I like, did it on my cell phone he's like where's that sound I'm not controlling the sound um I saw that story on uh, CNN by the way oh okay one more I guess fun fact um Hygieia has a diameter of 267 miles. So, it, for reference... That's not that small. That's actually not that big, yeah. <laughs> so, for reference, Pluto has 1,491. Oh, wow. How how big is the U.S. as far as miles? Could Is that as big as Pluto? Ooh, I'm that's curious. interesting. I don't know. 
You'd be surprised. The United if I don't States know. is twenty eight hundred miles wide. Whoa! Yeah, Pluto, so two Plutos. Twice. That's not that big. I've never really kind of thought about Let's that. Let's see how wide California is, because you said that it's only two hundred and sixty seven or something. Yeah, two hundred sixty seven miles across is Hygieia in diameter. Uh, yeah, true. So California is only two hundred and fifty miles wide, and yours is what? Two fifty um, versus two hundred sixty seven. Oh, dude. Okay, so it's the same base. So that's actually. I thought that would be boring. It's very interesting because so basically, a dwarf planet is a state-sized. It seems ball. so small. Yeah, because <laughs> usually space that well, I mean, Jupiter obviously is huge and right. has like it could fit like hundred and fifty or size of like Earth. fifty Texas or whatever the fuck. One hundred and fifty. No, <laughs> Jupiter's Earths like multiple Earths. Oh yeah, got oh, the red dot. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, you're, sure. you're tripping. I believe there's a couple Earths in Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the Hubble constant is? I th- I think I I think I do, maybe not. Okay, it's, uh, it is. Funny, I've heard that term, but if you remind me, like yes, I did. But yeah, uh, can I tell you now? No. So I guess the answer is no. I don't. I want to say it has something to do with, in when they're trying to figure out the the universe in general, they're trying to. I know there's something missing, and they and they almost added that in is the Hubble constant or something, but like or something constant. That might be a dark matter conversation though. That could be well. Okay, so uh, this yeah. topic touches on all of that. I know enough to so, be dangerous. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I know it has something to do with we. We don't know it's not there, so we know it has to be there. So that being said, it's there. So thanks to uh, new studies done by the University of California Davis, um, the they figured out the Hubble constant. Uh, our definition of the Hubble constant has been wrong, and what the Hubble constant. Is yeah, what is it? Because I did, ex- I, yeah, it is the expansion of the universe. Oh, that was way off. Okay, yeah, you were kind of there because no, this- totally not. <laughs> no, no, I was, I think I was describing dark matter more because that's where dark matter came from. Like I said, this has to, to do, do math on it. This has to do oh. with dark matter and dark energy. Okay, and so, um, it, it's going faster, right? Than well, I think it is. So, what they were saying is, uh, thanks to previous techniques, what they which they used to measure with the Hubble telescope in space. Uh, they measured the expansion rate of the universe by measuring, um, you know, distant stars and red shifts and light shifts. And, <coughs> you know, there's a lot of science to it, but yeah. just to skim over the basics. Um, and then they figured out that using using those measurements over time, they figured out that the universe was expanding at a certain rate. And so uh, now they checked those facts or those um, numbers, I say results, yeah, against a new big-ass telescope. Um, let's see, it's the WM Keck Observatory's Adaptive Optics System. And so that's a ground telescope, big, badass ground telescope. Is and that, where, Do you know where that is by chance? Uh, I don't know. W, WM Keck, K-E-C-K, Observatory's I was curious because I, I want to say it's in Argentina. Because I, I don't know why I'm saying this. But I feel like observatories are in Argentina. Is that on the port or the equator? Because that's where the, the less air shit. The WM Keck Foundation is an American charitable foundation supporting scientific engineering and medical research in the United States. Well, I was way off then again. Well, I, I was curious. Let's see where in the United States. I was curious where, where the observatory, observatory was. I feel like the, the observatories. Because I feel like we did a, on the on the past show we did some topic about observatories and where they're located, and they were on the equator because that's something to do with the. You know how much yeah. air is in the atmosphere? So I was just curious if that was in the same location. It's Maybe in it's Hawaii. A... Hey, oh, there you go. There you go. Um, I mean, we've all seen GoldenEye, and we all know there. The radio <laughs> telescope that was in 
Where was it? It was in South America, right? Brazil. Or well, somewhere. there's jungle, so it had to the be Congo, right? yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Congo. Yeah. The Congo. I just remember fucking like 007 and the guy died, like Treden or some shit. Trevelyan. Oh. 006. Come on, man. I was say 006. Was awesome. I know 006. You know, you know his name, though. Yeah. I said Trevelyan. Alec Trevelyan. Trevelyan. <laughs> Wait, uh, he was my favorite character to play in GoldenEye, the game. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, 006. I'd be Natalia. Oh, okay. I'd hit it. That ass, right? That polygon ass. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. On par with uh, Lara Croft. Lara Croft, that polygon, those polygon Pointy chests. titties. Oh, yes. <laughs> Poke your eye out. So using the uh, observatory at Keck, they um, Keck. determined that the universe is now speeding up in expansion. So here's the whole timeline. Oh. I, I, didn't realize, I thought it was just faster than they thought. They're saying it's slower, it was slower, and now it's going faster yes. for sure. Yes, So here's the time. Wow. Um, in early history, the expansion just took off, and it was expanding real big. And then, I guess, it slowed down at some point. And now it's speeding back up. Now, what do you mean by speeding up and slowing down? Um, expansion, so Expansion rate. You know, boggle your mind for a second and think about the edges of the universe okay. and nothingness and what that must be. Mm-hmm. The void. And then think about that ex- uh, expanding and contracting. Gotcha. Except it's not necessarily contracting. It's just expanding at a slower rate. Okay. So it's kind of pulsing outward, essentially. Understood. Um, and so they say that this may be due, this, this uh, slowdown and sped up, may be due to dark matter slowing the expansion rate down and dark energy speeding it up. They just you love to use those terms. Yes, they do. <laughs> right? It's like dark energy, dark matter. It's one of them. Buzzwords, buzzwords. Right? How much is a buzzword? I hate to say it because I love everything from the, from the space world. And when you throw dark in there, who isn't attracted to the word dark? I have a couple things to say. Like, are you done with your paper? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, cool. I want to rant a little bit about it because it. Uh, because there's a couple things I want to say about that because I've been – there's been a lot of articles lately about – I want to talk about real estate, the real estate job. Here's what it is. Buzzwords. Okay. I'll just say okay. it first. But I also want to talk about the expansion of the universe. Sure, Just sure. remind me of one of these. Yeah, yeah. So in, in buzzwords is a huge thing. That's when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I used to work at a, a real estate place on the phone. I won't say where. Uh-huh. And that was a long time ago. I don't know shit about real estate. To this day, I don't know shit about real estate. <laughs> I sold it, like, investing in real estate for, like, almost a year. And buzzwords got me through every day of my life where I'm like, oh, yeah, cash flow. I don't know what the fuck cash flow is. But if I say cash flow, I'm like, yeah, cash flow. And there was some other ones like, oh, dividends and this. And I would almost Equity. Just, I, equity is perfect. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, you would just say these fucking words and people go, oh, oh, And they just kind of get into their weird, oh, I'm talking about business now. When you're just saying words, you know, and I never knew what the fuck I was talking about. And so sometimes when I hear dark energy and dark whatever <laughs> – I'm like, that guy's just throwing it like, <laughs> you know, it's almost like alchemists like back in the day. Like, you know, throw a little earth, a little fire in there, make up some gold. Yeah, it's there. Like, now it's like, oh, yeah, it's out there millions of miles away. It's like dark energy. So you equate. A little, little, little <laughs> gravity and make some fucking light. It's, that's what's happening. Something like that. But um, what were you going to say? Well, so uh, essentially what you're saying is this article is all about these new toys that these scientists have. And uh, instead of saying X and Y. They're saying dark energy and dark matter. Variable. Yeah, it's, it's like just a the word variable, variable. Variables. and they don't have the fucking answer. Yeah, yet. if you want, like, define dark energy, we're not quite sure what that is. Uh-huh. And, like, what's dark matter? We're not, you know, like, it's sort of, 
So it's that's when I hear those words like, yeah, we're not quite sure. That's what I feel like the Hubble constant is. Essentially, it's another X in a giant equation of the universe, and we're, we're still redefining that X. But the Hubble constant is very interesting because I've heard that term before, but now it's starting to you know resonate with me. And if you can measure the expansion of the universe and then it is changing, that is a big deal because that would make sense because I've read a lot of black hole articles lately. Uh-huh. For some reason, black holes are blowing up yep. again. Wormholes. Wormholes, explosions, and possibly the expansion of the universe. Because I read somewhere, too, where it's expanding quicker, and they thought maybe these hot spots... Yes, are like hot spots these, of dark energy and dark matter okay, and all are, that are crap. possibly yeah. bringing it for making it happen more. Because they suspect that dark matter runs through the universe like... Uh, like like twine or like veins and just these long strands of this stuff and I don't know. It's probably what connects the uh you know, scary the, the space time bubbles and stuff. Probably what connects it. Well it, see there you go. It could be the edges intersecting. The membranes. Who knows? Mitochondria. Who knows? We won't Power know this shit for hundreds of years w- until we're traveling through space and yeah. Yeah. Bum bum ba da okay cool. Well I, I want to tell you about this uh cool thing I was reading about um I'm not kind of sure. I'm not sure how we will use this in the post-apocalypse, but I feel like we will need this in the post-apocalypse. Okay. It's a it's something called Collapse OS or operating system, if you will. Collapse operating system. And what it is, it's an open source operating system for the apocalypse, or actually the post-apocalypse. Okay. I'm glad Bystro's kind of in the background, just in case we have some operating system things. So this is for computers. It is for computers. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it is an operating system. But it's basically I didn't, I didn't know if it was some sort of like rules to live by in the apocalypse, dead drop sort of thing, or like leave a book, take a book sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's a library of the future. No, uh, like it, it's basically an operating system that's designed to be um, used on scavenged parts and weird cobbled together computers and things like that. Huh. Um, it's uh, the creator, Virgil Duprat, he said um, it's basically what the people of the future would need to reconfigure their scavenged iPhones. And when I first heard that, it made me think of the movie Chappie. Remember oh they had like God. a bunch of PS3s, and yes. like that's how they kept like a human or something. Like, five, like what was it? Something about like they had like they five. Used, you, uh, they used the computing power of I don't know how many like PS3s. fifty of them or something. Yeah, exactly. But we've heard of uh, like IBM and Sony doing that with the same thing with their mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this is supposed to be like post-apocalyptic crap, and so what's kind of cool. It's supposed to be. It's designed to be run on improvised machines. Okay. And it's it's supposed to harness old world tech that has been. In a, like around for a long time, so things like cash registers, calculators, desktops, and musical instruments, things that run on Z eighty eight bit microprocessors. So I don't know quite what that is. I'm just saying the words, but I'm not sure what that is. But basically, it sounds like old world tech because so uh, to... new like cell phones, I guess, had more than eight bit microprocessors. Like whatever it is, it's a lot more. I guess I'm I'm trying to figure out the benefit of having a cash register and having this technology in my other hand, like. Thank you. You know what's funny? I'm not quite sure how this is going to help us in the post-apocalypse. Yeah. Like, I kept saying, like, in the in the future, people who have this operating system will have an advantage over those who won't. But I was like, what does that mean? Like, I can do a word processing paper. Hopefully I can, we like, have I can, power. I can, I, can, I can do my homework. Yeah. Or, like, what does this mean? Like, what can I do? Like, so I understand, like, if we gave a, a caveman a computer. Any thoughts? And then there was cavemen over there who didn't have a computer. Do they really have the advantage over each other? I, I guess they could keep information on it. They could do well. It, okay, they could do calculations. Like there has to be something. Here's this, how you take this, this. Could in theory run on a Sega Genesis. 
throw that out there too. He he designed this, and it's not okay. It's not like quite working yet, but it's about to. Uh, but um, he designed it to work on shit that's everywhere. That's why he said cash registers and stuff. It's supposed to be scavenged crap when everything like all the everything breaks down. What were you gonna say? Here's how you uh, make that useful: is you turn it into a business. You turn yourself like if you have the only working well in town, you need to gun up mm. and sell water to people cheap. <laughs> I like and gun make up. Friends. Gun up is the perfect like what water gun up. <laughs> yeah, I mean because uh, a well anybody can take over. This you have the knowledge, thus you can handle banking. If you turn it into a banking system, oh wow, you really could because it would. But would it? Whoa, whoa! Sorry, no worries. All right, yeah. <laughs> Add, add, add some whipping noises to this part right here and here and here, here, here. Oh, stop. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, good. Um, but what were you saying about the um, – yeah, banking would be interesting, well, although you you need to power – You need to turn it into a tool. And yeah. I assume uh, somebody with the technical know-how, my, my, I'm myself with this with this technology and a USB in one hand, and then a bunch of random computers and whatnot at my house, like or TVs or cash registers, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't know what registers. to do with it. Yeah, but me neither. Exactly. You find the right person who does maestro, and then they turn it into a business. And the reason they don't have the gun up is because they're the only person who knows how to run it. And then, oh, uh, their mind is their weapon. Yes, because if they get killed, no one can run it. Yes, Man, this guy, Breaking you, Bad. You would bear <laughs> on a man. No, I'm serious. They, I, I, his first thing's like, oh, I found something useful. Gun up. Like, oh, I guess that is true. Anything you find, like, oh, I found gold. Gun up. They're gonna take oh, it from I found you. What? Gun up. Oh, like, <laughs> gun up first. Like, holy shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, this guy was kind of. Free. He basically was saying like the reason he designed this is, which I, it kind of makes sense to me, but he says. Um, the biggest problem with post-apocalyptic people is those microcontrollers. I guess they're in all uh, – they're basically tiny computers that are embedded in circuit boards and they control functions of the computer system. And I guess those will break down. So mm. this operating system, Collapse OS, could reprogram those things. But if they break – I wasn't sure how they break down. Do they break down electronically or they break so, down like physically? If they break down physically, obviously nothing you could do. So I wasn't getting that part. I know one way electronics break down, which I thought was fascinating when I learned it. Okay. Is uh, they're called tin hairs. Tin? T-I-N? T-I-N. Okay. Hairs. And what tin happens hairs. is um, – br- Drop some knowledge, son. Right? Like I love, the, I love knowing this because <laughs> it, it's such an hairs. interesting thing. Um, okay. When electricity runs across a circuit board, uh, over time – it will uh, jut out from the circuit, just kind of misfire and veer off from the pathway. and uh, Like lightning? Yeah, a little bit. And when it does, it leaves a little trail of conductive material from the circuit. Yeah, residue. A little bit of residue. And over time, enough circuits doing this will leave pa- – will you know have these little other pathways, these trails leading off of them. And eventually they'll connect and the circuits will misfire. And fail. And fail. Wow. So I guess... And once well, that ha- path is there, it's always there. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And how does this reprogram it? That's what's so funny because he's like, I'm going to reprogram well, the ones that are breaking down. Maybe that's it- that's rare and over lots of time. And I mean, how many computers have you it's had? Dark matter, bro. never ran into that <laughs> Dark matter. Dark energy, dark matter, something like that. But like, again, maybe that's why it's 8-bit because it's supposed to be so slow level. Like maybe small bits of information. You get, even a fucked up system. Maybe, maybe not all 64... 64- 
Baisho's just shaking his head. He's like, these ignorant fucks talking For about For sure. <laughs> right? Come over here. Get on mic. Educate one, you yeah. fuck. Yeah, that's why so you're here. So we have Maestro dick. here. He's the, uh, he's the IT guy. Yeah. He thinks, I mean, how many calculators do you have in your home? Nobody can hear you. I know. No, he, he asked he, how many calculators we have in our home. There you go. Yeah. Real calculators, zero. Well, <laughs> well, this is all about scavenging, bro. It's all Lots. about scavenging. It's all about scavenging. I know. Well, that's actually another thing too, because if you think that's about it, what happens to all the operating systems? If you open a computer, would the operating system be there? So if you're scavenging parts, it even says like old. The operating system needs constant support to run, doesn't it, Maestro? From server side? Well, it's, I mean, no. if you, oh, for updates. I thought it was. Well, it, operating system, I think, need updates because new things come out. But let's say nothing new ever comes out because of the apocalypse. They just stop supporting Everything should just work, I right? See. Unless it yeah. doesn't. So I, I was kind of confused, too. So it made me think this guy's because he said, reconfigure scavenge iPhones. Okay, so he's going to put a bunch of iPhones on the wall, connect them all, collapse OS them. Now it's, yeah, now I got them connected. Great. You need your your math homework, or you need to do an essay on English. Okay, like what is he gonna do with it? Like I don't. Oh, I thought of the perfect it. thing. He's obviously gonna go on Amazon. The banking and order was supplies. the funniest thing. The banking thing was no, hilarious. no, no. I know my business. Yo, banking is only gonna get you so far. I think I know my business too. But what's yours? Point. Yeah. Ah, that's my business too. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny because I was gonna say, okay, here's what I imagine. Like, uh, I was gonna say, I imagine me running on a treadmill <laughs> while typing on a cash register. <laughs> And using a calculator as a mouse to watch porn, and then I would sell that to, to the masses, and that was. And then wait, but first of all, gun up, and then gun and, up, yeah, because now that I have the porn station, gun up. Anything, I'm thinking anything, anything worth of value, gun up first. Do you remember then, those old uh, TI eighty calculators? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah people would pay to, to pay see, Galaga on them. And if stuff. you can't find porn, people would pay to see bouncing tits on oh, a TI eighty calculator. <laughs> Just imagine. Like, Absolutely dude, would. People jacked off the clouds in the past, man. Like people, it's like that's awesome. <laughs> but this is this is basically steampunk operating systems. If you think of any stump, steampunk universe where they just have pipes and copper and shit everywhere, I think it's all operating on collapse OS. So I have uh, one more topic here before I think we should go to break. All right. Um, have do you guys remember the time when you had to pay for individual texts? Yes. I was just talking about this today. So yes. really? Someone's like fun of about like, oh man, I'm running out of minutes. And then I was like, Oh, are you on Verizon? I'm on Verizon. Oh, you're not on Verizon? I gotta hang up. Weekend minutes. Oh, <laughs> no Call me back after eight. Yeah, right. Like yeah, tonight I can do it like when it's not that heavy. So uh, a couple researchers in Russia tagged some Russian eagles. The birds? The birds. Okay. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. That's some like rock well, band. Know, oh, the like, fighter like, jet. Fucking, I was thinking fighter jet too. Like the, the, the elite team of fighter jets. You all know the Eagles, right? They they tagged them with some radio transmitters. And uh, the radio transmitters sent them texts based on where they were. And I guess they didn't expect the Eagles to go this far. They went from Russia to Africa. A couple yeah, like, of them did. Like, and they got sent bills. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, try, like you're, you're roaming, bro. <laughs> yeah. They got months of messages at four messages per day that were sent at 77 U.S. dollars per message. Oh, oh I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 77 cents. Okay. I'm That's sorry. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And how many total? I knew he meant cents. Uh, it didn't say it. total. It just uh, said uh, months. Months worth of four a day at least? Yeah. yeah. I mean, still a lot. So their research there, they had to crowdfund to you know, solve this problem. And they, they, they did it. They... It says here they uh, 
paid off their SIM cards, you know. It's so funny, like, That's... not to talk shit on Russia. Go like... prepaid next time. <laughs> Come on. I don't want to talk any shit on Russia, you know, for all our Russian listeners. So sorry, guy. They don't spend on you. But, um... Yeah, your technology oh sucks, bro. And like, so they probably just like duct tape a burner phone to these to these birds, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they didn't think about the roaming charges or some shit. Probably like three batteries in its ass, all to, all tinfoil together. Well, it lasted for, for like three months. And so then it's done. a lot of them flew through um, cellular friendly countries, like you know, all all sorts of. European, Are there Eastern European cellular countries. Iran was one of those unfriendly cellular com- companies for these. I am um, kind of ignorant of the world. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah, and so these North birds South just... South Korea, that makes sense. Sorry. They spent a lot of time there, and then as soon as they leave the network, it just front-loaded these guys with just tons of information, which was great for them, but ultimately terrible. When you first said it, that was kind of funny. Like, yeah, every time these birds sent text, it totally, like, charged them. Like, like <laughs> it was like, ah! Like, <laughs> three A's. Please send the bill to top of the pine tree at the end of the yeah, cul-de-sac. Right. <laughs> so uh, I have a question for you too. Sure. Have you ever taken a picture of your poop? No. I really. I know. Ma- I know Max has. Actually, I really right. Think about this. I feel like that's a line I haven't crossed because once you cross it, you can never go back. And obviously, I'd be taking the picture not for myself to send to somebody. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You're proud of this yeah, one. So if I send to somebody, that's that's the line where I mean, because if I send it to them, it'll be sent back to me. Well, I have I, seen pictures of people's poop, though. It's like, I, I just, why? Why would you do it? Like, you see it with your own eyes. Okay, that's cool. I'm, when you actually have Shock to immortalize that moment. I get it. You know what's funny? I, I don't. <laughs> oh, I get it. it, please. Oh, really? Oh, I've, I had some, I've had some epic ones, and I'm like, I need to share this with somebody. <laughs> oh, come on. And immediately... Yeah, you know, the closest person comes to comes to mind is girlfriend. my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh my god! But I've never done it, you know. But the sure. urge has definitely been there. You know what? That's what you do. Is, uh, when you when you shit and you see the a nice one worthy of praise. Uh huh. Don't wipe. Don't what wipe. The but you like listen to me. Oh. Everyone, calm down. Well, we're different wipers. Listen to me. All right. Don't wipe. Okay. <laughs> Take a shower. Okay. Let it all go down. Okay. That means there's no toilet paper in the way of the epic shit. Don't flush. Oh, my God. Leave it there. Why don't you just stand up, take a picture of the shit, and then wipe? That's crazy. (laughs) Because that's that's weird. How do you know if it wasn't a clean pinch? Because if you want to show her, right, Uh, that's the shock value. Like She sees it like, ah. So it's just the pure it. And then you can even be like, oh, it was an accident. And then versus the picture versus everything. This is how you get away with it, too. <laughs> well, so the other way, you, definitely, you can't get away with it. You definitely took a picture of it and said it. That's that's where I'm coming from. Okay. Anyway, that's where I stand on the issue. <laughs> okay, whatever. Did whatever. you get it all out? <laughs> Here's why you should start taking photos of your poop. Okay. I forgot this was a topic, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so, uh, researchers are trying to build an AI platform. To examine poop. I just realized. Okay. Now that I have thoughts. Now that I know this is a topic, I bet you I know why. But okay. So they're looking to collect 100,000 fecal photos. Wow. Are they? I'm assuming they're trying to find health. I don't know. I haven't heard this topic at all. It's probably something to do with health. Yeah. It's supposedly okay. it'll give doctors an extra diagnostic tool and allow patients to uh, manage their health better based okay. on what they're seeing. Okay. So you'll text, you know, you'll shoot your poop off to this database <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then it will analyze it for, you know, iron deficiencies or like Taco Bell, you know, whatever, whatever you're into that day. Corn ratio is low or high. And so if you want to be a part of this, which I I don't know, it might be, this is kind of fun. (laughs) It's uh, you can, you can take a photo with your phone. It has to be with your phone, by the way. You can't, it's not going to accept photos from laptops or anything like that. None of those disposable camera photos, please. Oh, I think they don't want. Why to... is that? First of all, stop. Why is that? <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I, I was kind of curious too. It's like, yeah. fuck those high digital cameras of the shit. Simply, I don't think they want it doctored. And so, more likely, you could do that on your phone. But you, I guess it's less likely. Yeah, I mean, you could Instagram the photo and whatnot, but you can't like insert fake corn I in your phone. I see. I exactly should be like, I'm not quite sure if they photoshopped. You photoshopped this, uh, his DNA makeup yeah. completely. Why is Sean Bean in that guy's shit? Maybe like, <laughs> shit Sean Bean. This guy's shitting dick butts. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I was trying to think of something like, what are they going to photoshop in there? Um, so no, you can send your photos to seed.com slash poop. Gross. I don't know why that's a gross <laughs> seed. Seed.com. Seed. That's a weird place to send your shit photos. Seed poop. Slash. Like shit.com would be fine, but it's like here. That sounds like you should send your jizz to seed.com. Not to. <laughs> That's <laughs> the next one. They need to come up with yeah, but, oh, something a little softer. So when you said that, I was like, that's the next topic. Oh, you ever take a picture of your jizz? And the answer was no, I haven't. Like, I have not taken a picture. Every time. Every time. I guess, Jesus. I guess I have a story I can That was a wild ride. I, I, oh, I, I want to oh, tell perfect. people how to get in touch with this shit. I thought you did. I, no, I, can't, I don't know if they got it. Seed.com slash poop. Um, click on the purple button that says hashtag give a shit. <laughs> Check our Twitter. Check our Twitter for this. <laughs> trending. We're trending. Yeah, More right? stuff here. Actually, I wanted to tell you about the Bristol stool scale. I actually know what that is. Do you really? Of course I do. I don't. What is the he Bristol stool? He says, of course I do. Like, we should know that. I know, right? <laughs> what like, the fuck? You says... weren't taking pictures of your shit a minute ago. Now you know about the Bristol stool scale. I know a lot about stuff. I know a lot about stuff. It's, um, basically what you're looking for is a solid four. There's oh. one through seven. Is that a pun? No. As a scale, solid. you want a four. But, like, what if it was a juicy four? Uh well that does, that wouldn't be a four that'd be a three <laughs> okay. or so well All I right. can't remember what it is basically one's either the hardest shit you've ever had in your life and seven's the wateriest Ooh. or it's or it's switched it's either one's the wateriest okay and seven I think it's one's the hardest so one's the hardest you ever had and seven's the like just pure liquid and you want it solid four I know it's because of the another podcast that you and I listened to actually your mom's house a long time ago. Talked about it, so that's actually why I knew about it. So what's the solid four look like? Is that just a log that feels good coming out? Um, basically, it's um, you want it's like that's all density, honestly. You don't want one too hard. You don't want it's just it's, it's the Goldilocks shit. Nice for, for what you will. Well, so to prepare for this project, researchers spent countless hours making different Play-Doh models, which I thought was fun, mm-hmm. and then they even three D printed a toilet. Oh, you're all over this. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I love it. It's everything why I do. Why would you three D print buzzwords? I don't know why they three D printed a toilet. a toilet. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I heard that whole <laughs> shit article. When I hear people studying shit, I'm all like, those guys are idiots. I hear three three D print a toilet. Just buy one, you dumbass. I guess okay. scientists they don't know how to install I guess a toilet. We're at- I guess I have a topic I could construe as shit because at one point there's shit in the article, so I'll, I'll start Ooh. with the shit part. To segue in. I don't want to hear about the first half of your life. No, no. So <laughs> there's a guy named... Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Basically, um, there was a man uh, from North Carolina who was pulled over for drunk driving. And he swore he had never... He hadn't drunk that day. Okay. 
He was pulled over for drunk driving. This is actually the topic I thought you would have known about, possibly. No. I mean, like, everybody can be pulled over for drunk driving. That's true. That is is kind of a grab ball thing, right? Yeah. So how do you classify that? Well, I guess drunk driving, I mean, this isn't in the article, but I mean, I guess you can say swerving or something. But basically, like, suspect him. Yeah, exactly. They suspect him. Reasonable cause. Yeah. And he basically found out that he had a rare disease. He had abs. Really? Six-pack app? No, uh, no. So it is called abs, though. ABS. Uh, Auto Brewery Syndrome. Ooh, fun. Okay. Can you guess what it is just from I, the title? I assume his gut bacteria uh, digests things and puts off some sort of alcohol into his system? That's pretty much it. Yeah. This, this syndrome occurs when yeast in the gastrointestinal tract causes the body to convert carbs ingested into alcohol. Fascinating. Holy crap. So it's like getting drunk just by walking around. How old is this guy? Didn't get his age, but it said late 40s. Oh, wow. Late and he's 40s. lived with this all his life? No. Oh, okay. Actually, in this particular instance, three too much, years. Too much Taco Bell? That's what it says. It said Taco Bell. So avoid Taco <laughs> Bell, like the plague. No, uh, it said actually uh, what he thinks the cause is What because he, he, he posted online and somehow they did some investigative. So this is what they think it is, is he took some antibiotics three years prior to this uh, stuff and it uh give me a second it changed the gut microbiome yeah in his body and so oh yeah back to the sh- back to the shit they found basically yeast that make f- yeast for making beer or wine in his shit and so his body is brewing beer basically in his stomach and it's in his stomach and an upper small intestine and he's getting drunk off it that's awesome yeah and he's getting yeah i, I mean it's one of those Syndrome that sounds awesome. I'm sure if you lived with it, it would suck. Like you know, like oh for sure, uncontrolled orgasm or something. Like, well, yeah. you know, it, you know, one thing it's going to do positively for him is it's uh, going to kick him off carbs. That's for sure. You know, it's funny. This whole this whole article they talked about how he relapsed because he ate pizza or something. Exactly. <laughs> gonna say sounds like an alcoholic. A, yeah, he wasted off a subway sandwich <laughs> for sure. For sure. I was laughing at that too because you could just like uh, you know what I feel like getting saucy tonight. Time to fucking get some subway. <laughs> and that's it. And get a little tipsy. He just like eats slices of bread at home when he's just sitting in front of the TV watching sports. Well, what's kind of kind of crazy is when he's pulled over. I can't remember what the what the math was, but the article said he was basically the limit of alcohol he had in his system was equivalent to ten drinks an hour. Oh my god! Wow. So holy must shit. be a lot. Yeah. He was wasted. Yeah. So I imagine he tested positive and then had to go through court to like – He had to prove it. Actually, uh, you know what's funny? This isn't even in my notes, but it's in my mind because I read all these damn articles. And it was, yeah. For a while, everyone thought he was faking it. And um, he, at one point, even his – they even said he got like so drunk at one point, he fell and hit and got brain uh, bleeding. Wow. And oh, he, my And God. he recovered and stuff. But in the hospital, he was getting drunk and, and nurses thought he was – Drink. Just this just is before was, they knew how it happened. Yeah, it is basically this rare condition. There was some other guy. He was a uh, fucking how old? Fucking. Uh, he was a uh, sixty-one <laughs> years old. Uh, Tell us, Joker. I know, right? Like <laughs> trying to be so like scientific, and it's like this fucking guy. <laughs> like so, this other guy was sixty-one years old, and everyone thought he was drunk all the time. He had the same syndrome, and oh, you, you can wow. be affected with this thing. And so, what's it? What's it called again? I want to see how many people ABS are affected. ABS Auto Brewery Syndrome. Oh, thank you for reminding me of that because in the article it said also known as gut fermentation syndrome, and then I came up with two funny ones. And so okay, what so are the other ones? Well. So I called it also known as drunky in the gutty syndrome, or uh, or uh, booze bag belly syndrome. <laughs> 
But if you can think of one, let me know. I'll let you know. <laughs> Thank you. I forgot about that. I had those jokes earlier. Uh, but that's kind of it. Like, they, they treated him with antifungal medication and some slight dietary restrictions. Yeah. And he basically bounced back. Yeah, because the bacteria in your gut is something you can change over time. It was like a... It, so, it was a bacteria slash fungus they mentioned too. Yeah. They, they were pretty adamant about a bacteria, this yeast. Basically, the yeast was in there, and there was also some other like unidentified fungus. It's the same reason uh, like vegetarians and people on a real stringent, healthy diet can't go back to fast food or else you know, they're going to yeah. get sick. When or, most of us just eat fast food and are fine. Or like an Ethiopian child would have a donut and like explode. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the exact same thing. My, my other joke I just realized too is like basically his stomach was like a prison toilet. <laughs> is that it's just made, made for making beer and wine in there. What do they call it? Is it, is it Bruno? Oh, I should know this. Um, I, used, I, I, I like knowing prison shit. Um, Turlet sangria. Could, could you look up what prison alcohol is? I want to know this. I used <laughs> to know this. I like knowing prison shit. I want to say something like Juju or something crazy. Pruno. Pruno. You said you know, huh? P-R-U-N-O. You said so. No, you had it. You got it. Pruno. Pruno or prison wine is an alcoholic beverage variously <laughs> made from apples, oranges, fruit cocktail juices, hard candy, Ugh. fructose syrup, and possibly other ingredients, including including crumbled bread. Yeah, it's fruit. It's basically oh fruit rinds. Oh, my God. The picture of it, he's making it in a bag, and it looks it looks like vomit in a bag. Yeah, dude. It's terrible. <laughs> You're in prison, God. bro. You're so yeah. funny. I don't know why. Like, obviously, I never would go to prison. dude's all tatted up with would, gang yeah. symbols, dude. Dude, I'm of never going to go to prison, but if for some reason I did, I would do every drug in prison. Like, because you're in fucking prison. Like, anything offered to me, like, oh, here's butt weed, butt heroin, fucking Juno, ma- uh, Pruno made in the toilet, all of it. I'm taking it all. I'm in fucking prison, bro. All of it. I will take anything. Like, I don't I do not do drugs, like, like, besides, you know, THC product, but for the most, I don't do any drugs, but in prison, I'll do them all. <laughs> just to pass the time or to loosen the Oh, my or? God. Yeah. You just sit and stare. Yeah. Both. Bunch of dudes, man. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> wait, wait. I just heard pass the time. Pass the time or uh, loosen your butthole. Loosen oh, it. yeah. No, I wouldn't lose. No, my butthole would be pretty tight in prison, I think. Because I, lo- I looked up what you do. You have to you have to loan someone $20. Ooh. First day of prison. Okay. Loan them $20. And then they, ha- hopefully, they'll, hopefully they don't pay you back. Oh. That's the, if they pay you back, fuck. Well, then what? Then you have some leverage over them, but. You have to kick their ass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to, you have like, to kick you their ass. You still have to be capable of kicking their Now you have a man. Under your thumb, and then you know where there was one, there's two now. It's sounds like a like Batman you, theory. Well, it sounds like you can save the twenty dollars and just kick someone's ass. <laughs> no, you need you need friends. You need and friends. He, he's not your friend, but he's gonna be your. He's your look. Like you that. would survive two seconds in prison, bro. <laughs> I guess like, you, not. you don't even know. I guess not. I guess you don't even know. If you don't know, you don't know, bro. Well, so in a recent study, scientists or researchers, I love those guys, found that blue light may decrease your lifespan. Huh. That's interesting. Let me digest that one. So I know there's a blue light filter <laughs> on phones and I've heard it's been because if you it can it can give you insomnia if you look at your phone before sleeping yes, and correct. it can give you it can strain your eyes. Correct. So I assumed it had some sort of effect but like a long-term effects that's very interesting. So yeah, when you opened it with that topic you're like blue light. <laughs> can <laughs> Cause uh, I, I basically thought something positive is what you're gonna say. Oh no, because lights always seem to be positive. Well, so uh, blue was the real headline there, simply because it's all around you all the time: computer screens, phones, uh, any other type of monitor, TVs, 
All that stuff is you, blue light. You have some blue shirt on your shirt, right? Oh, I guess that's is that green? No, this is blue. And I guess uh, the bounce back would Take be blue the blue light, light makes it look Take green. Take it off. <laughs> <laughs> so they tested this using uh, mutant flies. Uh oh. Mutant. Cool. Let's, hold on, let's unpack that one for a second. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really get down to the. Um, oh, they just mentioned those on so, casually. Yeah, it says mutant flies with no eyes. Jesus Christ. And so what that means is uh, they bred normal flies, and then the ones that mutated to have no eyes, like just genetic defects, had no eyes. I figured they just poked them out. <laughs> no, they helped uh, prove the exception to this rule. And so what that means is. Uh, these flies naturally avoided blue light, so they would they would test them by you know putting blue light over here and giving them wide enough space to enjoy the room, and they all got away from the blue light. And so um, then they you know measured lifespans against normal you know their controls, yeah, and then uh, exposed them to blue light and just segregated them within the blue light and found that they lived shorter lives on average. And so to further test it, what proves the theory is that it wasn't just the um, the animal, excuse me, the flies with eyes that were affected. It was I the forgot f- they had no eyes already. Right. It was the yeah. mutant flies that determined they were uh, being affected as well because they had no eyes and their lifespans were shorter on average as well. Hmm. That I have a lot of when I hear all that. Obviously, it's like first of all, I'll say like. Again, then slap me in the face. Um, that flies aren't humans, so I'm very curious why they think the flies somehow translates to humanity. You know, because when I when I first hear that story, I'm like, oh my god, blue, better avoid all blue. But flies aren't human. But there must be something close enough that it does something to it. But maybe there's something to do with the blue does cause them stress. But I can't so. See. Uh, and stress makes people live not that long. They do uh, I'm actively. Sen- I'm trying to make sense of it. That makes well, like, you know I mean? like, do, that's crazy. They do actively state that you know, it, although our testing is not on humans, so it has no effect on them at the moment because long-term uh, exposure to computer screens and phones cannot be measured uh, in that way right now. You know, we'll have to. It's like vape pens. We'll have to see a couple generations what happens. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So. Um, it's just interesting that despite like looking at the blue light, maybe you're just trying to actively avoid looking at blue lights, but just existing in blue light could. That's the difference too. exposure. Even if you're looking at a blue screen, blue cell phone, yeah, you're not cells. in a room like being inundated by a bunch of blue light and going crazy. Yeah. Kind of like Kramer and Seinfeld when he was all those neon lights outside his <laughs> exactly. city. He went nuts. There's precedent. There's precedent. Right? They called it. All right. What else you got? Uh, okay. I have a topic actually about enhancing your memory that I thought was pretty fascinating. You son of a bitch. Do you have the same one? Mm, to boost soldiers' memories? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Wow. Right. I did a cursory glance, so hit me. Oh, I watched the video. Oh, no shit. I didn't watch the video. You actually have a screenshot of the video, I feel. Yes. I pressed play on that. <laughs> so, ha. Um, well, then you should know. But I, I thought it was very fascinating, too. We seem to be obsessed with memory. We did a topic a long time ago about going through doorways and how it makes you forget things. It resets your memory. Yeah. And but, so it's kind of funny how the military were studying things how to like improve your memory. Because that's good, I guess, for soldiers because you teach them once and then they can 
you know, figure it out so long term. From what little I found here, it was all about um, electrically stimulating the brain when you were asleep. And then when you woke up, you had a better memory. That is it in a nutshell, pretty much. Um, basically, if I can find it's a um, it was a study, multi year study from the University of Mexico, and it was funded by the military because again the, the Mexican military, the Mexican military, which we're all afraid of. No, the Fun. University of Mexico. Uh, I think New Mexico is what I I wrote University of Mexico, but I think I I think it's New Mexico. I just forgot to write New on there. So pardon me, Mexico. Fuck off. Um, so <laughs> you too, China. And then uh, so the University of New Mexico funded this, and it was, uh, I mean, the, by the military. And they found out if you zap your brain at a certain time when you're sleeping, it would help you, it will boost the memory of the day before. That's what it is. Okay. It's all about encoding your memories. Interesting. Because in sleep, part of the sleep process is encoding what you did the day before. And there's a process like the deep sleep part where supposedly the memories are encoded. It goes through everything you thought of, you know, the day before it encodes it. So, but they record this frequency, if you will, and they play it back to you. So it reinforces that same, whatever that mechanism is that helps you mem- like keep things in your mind. So it enhances it and they've done it over years and with multiple subjects. So it really does help people almost muscle memory or just learn the things better, faster, stronger, better than before. And they were doing the study with uh, with a video game. They would teach you the video game one day and then you'd go to uh, without the sleep thing. Okay. And then the next day they'd teach you the video game again, but with the sleep. So I was, I was sitting there too kind of like, well, wouldn't they maybe get better because they, you know, slept, didn't slept or whatever, or just, or because the, they played it once versus not, you know. I would mean? hope they had contingencies for that. I would think though too. And, and they said multiple, multiple people just always, you could just tell the person, even muscle memory, if you will, like kind of better. <laughs> they got better at the game they played the day before. That's mm-hmm. that's never been heard of. Yeah, I know. You had a, you had a, <laughs> I, was telling, I wanted uh, Mr. E to think about Good this job, too. Good Mex- job, New Mexico. You, I know, because you could learn. You know, someone could teach you a game for the first time. And even though it might, it, when you're sleeping, those memories would be encoded and you'd learn the, the, so, the movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you wore this brain bonnet, if you will, that's what it was. Yeah, what's the budget? Can I, can I just wet a sponge and strap a nine volt to my head at yeah. night and just... Yeah. That's basically it. So you take a fork and you plug it into any available <laughs> switch in your house, uh, in, into the, uh, what do you call that? With thing? my bare hand. Right? Yeah, just the holes. In. The holes right there, you just shove it right in. Uh, and whatever that is, do that as much as you can stand until you pass out. Me get smarter? And you get smarter. Okay. Mucho much. <laughs> Mucho much. And they said actually the, the amount of uh, power was less than a 9 volt. So it's funny you said that. So it's less than a 9 volt. Interesting. And it wasn't really that much. Um, and again, yeah, it's all about how you encode memories pretty much. Um, I think that's fun. I'd like to know uh, more about it and how to. Uh, I don't know. Are we all going to be going to sleep with nightcaps now? Are they coming back? Well, I, w- I was going to say I would do this. I want to keep up with the androids coming from the future and stuff and the cyborgs, bro. Oh. So if you can memorize more stuff and better recall as well, it's all about memory and recall. Just because you. So that's it's really it's really groundbreaking. And that video, the guy even teased a bunch of other stuff. Like, well, we know a lot of ways to enhance memories, this, that, the other. We just got to make it money, you know, pretty much viable to the consumer. So if you were a billionaire, you could probably, you probably, I bet like all the billionaires have like brain bonnets and super pills and like, you know, jet boots and stuff. And they just kind of. The brain bonnets are nice. I want some brain bonnets. I'm looking forward to one of those. Brain bonnets. So uh, speaking of brain bonnets, brain bonnets. 
and memories. I have this story here out of uh, some fucking place. Um, I love that place. Yeah, right. So uh, these Egypt. guys. Dumb fuck Egypt. Uh, man, I should highlight that shit next time. I highlighted a bunch of other stuff. Oh, oh no, here it is. I want to give that song like Sonic when he's drowning. Like These guys are out of the University I got it! University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center. And what they did was implanted memories into a zebra finch brain. So the way they did this and how they tested this was they taught the zebra fit or the Is that a bird? Zebra finch bird. Yes. Okay. Um they taught it uh, songs that it didn't already know by flashing what they say. It's called optogenics. Oh, my God. Optogenetics. Uh, what do you call it? That movie. Optogenetics, yes. Oh, the movie. Which movie? Total Manchurian, Recall? Manchurian Candidate. Oh, oh, yes. No, 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 no. Like yes. lighting him up. And... So they flashed lights at it in a sequence and activated certain parts of its uh, memory centers and whatnot. Teach it a song. Shut the fuck up. To teach it a song. What the hell? No, yeah, it's amazing, right? (laughs) That is amazing. And so, you know what it reminded me of was uh, Star Trek and how they're all seven and nine. No, no, beyond that. Think of any fucking uh, instrument. No, no, not me either. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. I was like, what did she do? Well, because remember the doctor when he was playing her like la la like. So it was like you're like Clementine. Yeah, playing a simple brain almost. It was a very eerie scene. It was eerie. No, so um. The lights. It reminds me of any instrument you see in sickbay or uh, engineering where they're always just waving some light wand over mm-hmm. the problem, whether it be fucking severe burns or a broken arm. It's always, always some just, light arm yeah. or light wand. It just fixes it. So I think the... The uh, the finch thing? No, I, I, I'm With more excited light, about the, the optoge- optogenetics. And the I mean, obviously it's far there. away to do that from a human, but it's still crazy because... They do that with bugs and stuff, too. Like, we've mapped the roach brain. Now we know how to control a seahorse. Now we've done the finch. They're they're building up. All right, well, thank you for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Please keep in mind we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed here, we encourage you to research them for yourself. Let us know if we miss anything. And as always, submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter, Instagram, at btmt underscore podcast and please rate subscribe on your podcast app